Welcome back, fans, to another episode of your favorite podcast, Group Text, featuring a bunch of the lads. Um, we're here on episode number 13. It's been a couple weeks since we uh, came at you, but let's just start off with our normal roundtable. How are all the lads doing? Nikki boy, you're smirking over there. What we got working? What are we working Did with? Did you just call us a bunch of the lads? All of the lads. <laughs> Did a little both. Did both. I like to mix mix and match it up. I mean, I guess he's technically accurate because he we're is not technically all accurate. Yeah, yeah. We're a man down. Yeah, we're one man down. So there's a bunch of all of the lads. Yeah, the ensign. <laughs> the ensign's taking care of uh, being professional, an professional services and duties. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, who, who wants to hit the audience first? <laughs> I'll hit him with the solo <laughs> beer on this podcast. Everyone else is all, oh, dude, bruh, keto. Keto, bro. <laughs> which, I'm actually, keto? which I'm actually trying to follow with you, but there's absolutely no way that I'm going to cold turkey beer. <laughs> That's silly. Yeah. It's all about finding a happy medium, you know? Yeah. I'm going to save my carbs for the uh, the IPAs, so. Very it's not fair. a bad compromise. But um, I'll start it off for you, Mick, if you want. Go for it. Well, I'm here in Gainesville. I think the last time we did this, I hadn't uh, moved yet. I was about to move. So I'm here now and um, currently couch surfing. Until I get my own place on Friday, which is very exciting, and then uh, I'll be up here for good. So, one last move to do, and then that's pretty much it, and then I'll be settled in, rocking and rolling. Um, funny how I returned to Gainesville, and then also another legendary Gator returns to Gainesville. He might be a little more legendary than me. His <laughs> name's Steve Spurrier. He's kind of a big deal. But, uh, you know. It's good that we're both back. It's good for the town, I think. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think I think all the people will agree with you on that one. Are you other two fucks listening or what? Dylan? Yeah. I'm, I'm very <laughs> much listening. <laughs> yeah. All right, what do we got? So, shirtless wonder over there, what are you up to? Nothing changes when you're when you're droning. Um Yeah, I mean, the, the big update is just some stuff Garrett and I did this weekend, which we'll we'll get into. Little big, did a little rock show on Friday, but other than that, nothing new. One of the mo- one of the more rock rock shows I've ever seen. I mean, yeah, we're talking true rock and roll. So, Nick, yeah. yeah, something where you do like that a lot, and you're like, yeah, yeah. We were throwing up. What is that? Devil horns, whatever the fuck the rock on sign is. Yeah, I, we were throwing it up a lot. So, I'm so. I'm so anti that and very pro this. Huge yeah. I mean, I'd throw up a hang loose in any other picture, basically. But at that, at that show, had to throw up the rock I'm on. Pure, purely shaka bra. It was one of the only situations where it was really acceptable to throw a rock on in a picture. Yeah, so you were, you were dropping them all night, Garrett. I was going double. Oh, that's, that's like way worse. <laughs> Check so, that. That's actually... Twice as with, bad with your vodka There's water. So, <laughs> math. That's one hundred percent worse. <laughs> yeah. So, did you guys want to dive into that concert? Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Nobody gives a shit about what Nick's doing. Oh yeah. Because yeah. it ain't. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Dylan. Why don't you? Uh, why don't you fill everybody in? All right. So, Garrett and I being the Florida boys last Friday, uh, it was July 29th. Had a little band come through Orlando called Guns N' Roses at Citrus Bowl, and it was kind of a last-minute decision by Garrett and I, but it was definitely the right decision. Yeah. Side note, we've spent more weekends together now that we aren't living together than we did for the last, like, yeah, six months. Yeah, I've noticed that as well. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. But, um, yeah, it was a good fucking time. I mean... I, I won't say that I'm, like, a, a diehard Guns N' Roses fan or anything, but, um, I mean, everybody knows Guns N' Roses, and you at least know, like, their big songs. Right. And it was just really cool. They Axel and Slash put their differences aside and came together for this tour, um, which, I th- from what I understand, was sort of like a last-minute thing. But, um, 
it was just really cool to see those old dudes up there and still still rocking and kind of like hear about people from like our parents generation and how they saw them in their prime and it was just cool that they yeah and the it. one thing that impressed me one i mean like you said i'm not a huge guns and roses fan but you know the classics you know who slash is but you hear a lot of these like older bands who are like oh reunion tour and they go out and they're you can tell they're like 50 or 60 years old trying to hack it get the right notes but like axel rose i don't think he missed a note all night which is impressive because he's got that real yeah. high like shrieky all those notes and slash like yeah he's well, one he's got pipes the pipes too. but two he was running yeah. all over the stage like granted he was going off stage to take breaks but like that guy's the ultimate dad dancer for sure Healing. oh yeah it was phenomenal i got a lot yeah. of inspiration from those moves also i don't know if you guys know this uh mick you'll probably be interested to hear this Do you know slash has a defibrillator in st- like a permanent defibrillator so he gets shocked like multiple times on stage during concerts and he just like keeps rocking yeah because yeah. he he had to get it in like he was like 37 when he had to get it put in because yeah, I think he, he was like 2001 he got 2000 yeah, or 2001, he got to put in. Completely trashed his heart with being a rock star. It's pretty mogul. But just added. It's added mogul to the having Lord. lifelong, like, debilitating effects occur when you are very young. Because moguls live fast and yeah. loose. Like Dan Bilzerian having, like, three <laughs> heart attacks before the age of 35. I can only aspire to. Well, yeah, the one minute. article I was reading. When, like, his first show, he played with it. He got shocked. I think it was, like, four times per song. Yeah. So he's just, like, playing, and he just starts getting shocked. Yeah, he said, like, his vision just went, like, yeah. white. He's just like, oh, fuck, and he just kept playing. But that's another like, guy wow. who hit every note in every, like, signature solo that you know. Like... Yeah. Very impressed. It, like... But that, um, It was unreal. Yeah, so after that show, once we started prepping for this podcast, it got me thinking on uh, a good discussion that I think we want to have now, which is, so for us, it was the first time we'd ever seen Guns N' Roses, and and for my uh, friend who came from UF, it was like, he's a diehard Guns N' Roses fan, and he'd never seen him live, and he's a big guitar player, so it was like a dream of his to see Slash play, like before they were too old to do it anymore. So it got me thinking, and I wanted mm-hmm. to pose this question to you guys. What artist is at the top of your like bucket list for concerts? Like an artist from, if you could put them on stage tomorrow and go see the show, whether they're alive, dead, whatever era they came from, see, who would it be? My, when I was thinking yeah. about this, I was thinking about people so that tough. would possibly be dead. But then I came to the conclusion that the more likely scenario yeah. is that you know, artists will be a certain way, they'll gain a following, and then they sort of pivot and become weird and different. The one that I wanted to go see in okay. some dive bar on Broadway in Nashville, Taylor Dam Swift at 18 years old, absolutely killing the acoustic guitar. Oh. We're talking Tim McGraw, we're talking our song, That's a Party. Sus, long curly blonde hair, boots, sundress, long curly blonde Get hair, going, boots. Get him going. Wow, that's yeah. That, that's yeah. I did not one. think of it from that angle. Yeah. I like that a lot. I wasn't that's going really that angle good. either. That was. I'm impressed. Yeah, because we we yeah. saw her. You and I, Nick. That was the first time I'd ever seen her, and I think you as well. It's like sophomore, junior, and that year was of high like. School. Yes, it was. Um, that was like the Fearless tour. I it think. was it was the beginning so of her pivot. It was still kind of classic very, Taylor very Swift, like when she really pivot. when she really became big. Yeah, it was the beginning of when she was truly just becoming a pop star. And then I've seen her only one time since then, I think, in Nashville with Dylan, and that was the Speak Now tour. Yeah, and that was full pivot, like yeah, on out arenas, the popier stuff. But she even still then. The country or roots? Yeah. But she was definitely not that first album. Yeah. It wasn't post red Taylor Swift, which now it's like I don't I don't it's know. I mean totally I'll still different. jam to her songs on the radio, but like I've totally listened to, you know, a hundred percent less of her music ever since she came off of Spotify because 
I mean, that's where I listen to all of her music. I bought the self-titled album, and that's the only one I have purchased. So it's yeah. So it's, it's probably it's a solid the best purchase. One, yeah, to be quite honest. Yeah, threw a wrench into those works. All right, I like that one. You you kind of inspired Nikki. You, you put a different spin on it for me. Um, so like a. I have a big list of like artists I think would be sweet to see. My mom just saw Bully Joel on Saturday, said it was awesome. Um, but in light of in light of Nick's path, you know, I as a uh, as a former performer, lightly, you know, my college career, definitely on that that open mic stage, you know, <laughs> little 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 couple thousand every here and there once a year hey, for really, but that was uh, Tootsie's second floor now. Oh, Tootsie's. Probably best cover I played for, and definitely the drunkest. Um, I I really like, and this is kind of a cop out, so this probably won't be my full answer, but uh, love the idea of doing like the listening room at Nashville and seeing songwriters play the songs that got famous from their original point Brandly of view, Gilbert. like how they how they were meant to sound, not how they came on the radio, yeah. you know. Like, a, just a, a popular writer's round. Like, I did a... I watched Kenny Chesney's on YouTube. Like, all his writers who wrote all his big songs. And those guys can fucking, one, sing. Two, the song sounds so much different and kind of, in some cases... So we're talking, like, coming. the Luke Bryans, Chris Stapletons, Sam Hunts, Brantley Gilberts of the world. Yeah. Before they got big. And even some of, like... Yeah, yeah. Not when Sam they're writing, Hunt. Sam Hunt. I knew, I that knew it was gonna piss you Sam off. Sam Hunt but fucking sucks. His music is terrible, and the Sam lyrics Hunt are even worse. In the morning, though. It's gone. <laughs> I mean, I like Sam Hunt. Six in the morning. Come on. <laughs> but like uh, Sam Hunt, run come over. I like that song. Cusack. Yeah, you're um, a cop car. You're a cop car. Uh, but I think that'd be oh, cool. Man. Now, if like I had to pick like a you know regular artist. Um, Garth Brooks is up there. I've heard nothing but awesome. Something I read about Garth Brooks is at his concerts, all of the same price. How about that? And he was, his explanation was um, Uh, he didn't want a kid to be in the crowd and look up and ask his parents, like, why aren't we sitting down there? And have the parents be like, well, we can't afford it. Everyone pays the same price and it just comes down to luck. Yeah. Yeah. First come, first serve when you get in. That's boss. Um, Love his whole Ireland thing too, and then uh, could definitely. I mean, if, if I want to take a shred, I think Eric Clapton would be sweet to see too. Okay, just because the whole guitar thing. That's not bad. But, but I would definitely prefer like a writer's round, just acoustic singer, guitar, playing a song how it's meant to come out. Word. All right, Dylan, do you want to go last since you're the herd here guy? Yeah, we can do that. All right. Well, Mick, you took number two on my list with Garth Brooks, so. I actually picked my number one about five seconds before we started podcasting. I had Garth Brooks down, and I also had Jimmy mm-hmm. Buffett down. Partially, mm-hmm. I mean, I love Jimmy Buffett, um, but also because like my mom was a huge Jimmy Buffett fan, is a huge yeah. Jimmy Buffett fan, and from like what I hear, like the old Jimmy Buffett concerts, like Parrot Heads, like it was a, it was like an experience, you know, like it wasn't just the show. Yeah. Um, so I feel yeah. like that would be pretty cool. But Garth Brooks was on there. But then, as I started thinking, like, you know, sort of take advantage of this question with people who, because I could still go see Garth Brooks and Jimmy Buffett. Hopefully, I will. Right. Um, there you go. John Denver Ooh. jumped to the top of the list. John fucking Denver. For really two reasons. One, because, I mean, he's great. But two, two and three, because. One, everybody knows that Take Me Home Country Roads is my absolute go-to karaoke song, and it never, ever fails, no matter where you are. Everybody knows that fucking song, even if they don't think they know it. And the other reason is, as you guys have heard, the live version of Thank God I'm a Country Boy. Tell me that There's doesn't sound no like the no way most you're not tapping your toes when that song comes on. Knee slapping, good fucking <laughs> Physically time. impossible. Yeah. Everyone in the crowd is yeah. fucking like slapping their thighs and fuck it's yeah it's unreal, and he sounded incredible on that track. So I'm sure his shows were pretty awesome. <laughs> yeah, and he looks like a young uh, Coach McElwain. He does. This is true. Shout out Coach Mac. 
but yeah, that that was my. Uh, I was really glad I had that revelation mm. like right before we started going. So it's John. I think it's John Denver for me. He's number one. Died too young. Respectable. Yeah. All right. All right. Hard here. Mine. One thing I've always wanted to do, just like mogul move, through, like have a music festival, but then it's just like my favorite bands. So that would be like my one thing. But that I I realize that doesn't like cross everyone's liking. And I mentioned you guys before, the one, if I got a chance to see, I'm not the biggest fan of them, but Queen. Yep, 100% agree. Like, yeah. Watch any I, live I, footage of the yeah. concert and tell me that's not, like, for their time, yeah. some of the most insane, like, visuals for a concert. But it's kind of like with Garrett and I with Guns N' Roses, like, we're yeah. not the biggest fans, but you know the hits. And then to see, like, in Third Legends. Freddie Mercury is probably like one of the greatest vocalists of all time. Like, if you got a chance to see him, I think I think Freddie Mercury was probably the most talented oh, rock yeah. star. Yeah, I heard something time. that like he could span six octaves, and like, yeah, wrote yeah all the songs, could play fucking guitar, piano, sing, but. I've never obviously seen them live in person because he died in what, like fucking 80s. Um, but mm-hmm. my college buddies and I, we got, I mean, we were all liked Queen, but there was one night we went on a date function and then we all got back at like three in the morning and we like wanted to keep the party going. So we went to my apartment and started drinking some beers and it just so happened that Queen, Queen Rock Montreal was on Palladia, which is like their most famous live show ever. And we watched the whole thing front to back. And it was like unbelievable. We had surround sound. So it was like as good as it was going to get for us. And that like from that day forward, we were so much more like diehard into Queen. Um, Somebody to Love became our like fucking drunk sing-along song. The live version because it's incredible. Um but yeah, that when you said that when we were prepping, I was like, oh, that probably would have been my number one if you didn't pick it uh, ahead yeah. of John Denver, just like, because you've got a Freddie Mercury is incredible. You just know, yeah. Like, you had, I feel like it's kind of like people who had a chance to like be at the original Woodstock, such a legendary music festival, and like seeing Freddie Mercury live, like, probably yeah. I mean, I gotta agree with Gary. Probably the best, most talented like rock star there was. So that would be mine. I think we can all agree, though, that when Zach Brown's in town, you're going to go see him. Fuck yeah. Yeah, just bought my tickets, pit tickets, me and Jerry Fink, Zach Brown in Jacksonville. Going to be a fantastic time. When is that? He's here Labor Day. It is on September 17th or 18th. Uh, I think I'm going to be out on the uh, fresh coast then. <laughs> so. Okay. Yeah. But Actually, Nick, I might be there, too. We'll fucking kick it lad style. Uh, Mogul style. A bunch of lad style. Wait, no, I'll, I'll actually be there. It'll be a bunch of the lads out there. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be in Hollywood. Mick, you know what? This bunch of the lads thing, it leads me into something that we were talking about discussing, which needs to be talked about right now. This came up the weekend of the party. Garrett hopped right on it. <laughs> okay. Everyone knows what a mickism is, but um having really bold stances on very trendy health topics is also very mick. <laughs> and his <laughs> his dis his taste for milk became the hot topic of the weekend. And it, it so was like, it like, was resolved that weekend by just being like save it for a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and then Let he me. backpedaled at a full sprint <laughs> away from that stance. So, one, Explain love yourself. Garrett getting hot for something. Oh, yeah. Love it. You just get heated so quickly. And, and let, let's so aggressive the irony before anybody else does it that now I'm doing this keto thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, the first glass so, of almond milk that Garrett drinks, he's going to dissolve like the Wicked Witch of the no, West. I'm still drinking milk. I'm still drinking milk. You can drink whole milk. That's like... Okay, you just got to watch the carbs, yeah. but uh, um, it's still like healthy fats. So 
I'm still drinking. So, so I, podcast listeners, I don't really drink milk anymore. Um, for a few reasons. One, when I was super young and obese, my doctor told me I was too fat because I was drinking too much milk. So that was existent. And then later in college, when I started my weight loss skid, um, well, not skid, I've kept it up. Um, a lot of the research I was doing via just internet perusing. Reading headlines on the internet? No, internet perusing, um, documentaries, talking with dietitians, um, and nutritionalists. <laughs> Nutritionalists. Yeah. Nutritionists. Uh, <laughs> anyway. Continue. <laughs> there is a lot of supporting research that milk, dairy in general, actually. Now, I chose milk because I would prefer to eat cheese than to drink milk. So I picked the lesser of evils. That's fair. Cheese is um, the greatest food of all Cheese is fucking awesome. <laughs> Yeah, I can't not eat cheese, so that's just that's just happening. Um, but that it one does promote healthy calcium in your bones. Actually, kind of in some cases does the opposite. And there is a lot of research linking it. The specific protein within milk called casein, linking it to uh, cancer growth. So I was like, you know what? I can go without it. it Help me lose. I stopped eating drinking it during my weight loss period, and I I lost weight uh, quicker. Um, and when I do drink it now, I kind of feel bloaty and shit. So. All right. Well, first off, let me just say uh, all those quote unquote scientific facts you just pointed out, patently yeah. false. <laughs> See, you can you can pull just, from both sides. Just on uh, just on my word alone, it's the only word you need. Patently. I false. knew that that just was going to be the exactly. basis of that statement. I thought you were coming <laughs> in right away with <laughs> you're wrong. Uh, Your proof is going to be you're wrong because I'm right and yeah, I'm always right. For you. Yep. Milk is great for you. Um, there's a reason it's the the nectar of life when you're a young young little sap. Uh, but Mick, what you what you failed to tell the listeners was that that weekend. Oh, the argument uh, like oh, humans that want to drink cow's milk or whatever. You didn't come at me with science or with like well. Yeah, I couldn't well remember the name of the protein. Facts. I didn't feel like getting into you it. You just came at me with humans are the only uh, animals. <laughs> to uh, drink the milk of other animals and to drink milk after they're not babies anymore. And I, I hit you with the classic Joe Rogan comeback. Uh, hey, vegan, you know what else humans are the only animals to do? Fly in fucking planes or uh, drive cars or cure diseases. So, uh, yeah, We're, we are different than other animals? Wow, how about that? <laughs> Terrible argument. Yeah, I took I, that's when they said backpilling. I took that one back, but the other ones were were true. Um, from from stuff I started reading. Junior Garrett, when you talk to well, nutritionalists, know. you know what the fuck you're talking about. <laughs> here's what I know about milk: uh, it's creamy and delicious. You're bad. <laughs> so is your cup. Do you want to yes. drink that? Uh, lots of professional athletes. That's gross, man. Lots of professional yeah, athletes. Too much. Too much. When I was growing up asked me if I got milk. <laughs> <laughs> and I did. And they worked for them. So uh and it's a main ingredient in some of the most delicious foods ever. Mac, like mac and cheese and fried chicken. So those <laughs> keto? Yeah. Fried chicken. Uh, two things you can't eat anymore. Uh, cookies. Uh or those. Yeah. So milk uh, is great. It's a fact. <laughs> That's my argument. I don't even need science. God, that was awesome. Uh, <laughs> so speaking of all this health shit, what's this keto fad you guys are on? Yeah, I'm glad we got that milk thing out of the way. Uh, <laughs> keto. I'm like an expert. I've been on it for like seven hours. <laughs> I got a car four. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, keto. It stands for... Uh, ketosis or ketogenic which is you so all right here's the prevailing scientific like idea about your diet so like your main fuel source is sugars and carbohydrates so like glucose and carbohydrates that's what your body breaks down turns into fuel so that's why you eat carbs um it's your energy source but if you deprive your body of carbohydrates your body will adapt and it will start using fat as its main fuel source. So instead of just storing fat 
and having it accumulate and making you fat, you will burn the fat that you're consuming and it's actually a much more efficient energy source. Um, and it's called keto, like it's called keto or ketosis because what happens is your body starts producing ketones when you're in ketosis. Um, and that's how they detect like that you're in ketosis is you, your body starts producing ketones and you can detect them in like your urine and stuff. So I actually had to buy these things called keto sticks. And once I've been on keto for a couple days, you pee on the keto stick and see if you're in ketosis yet. It's kind of like, it's not a foolproof way of doing it, but it's one indicator. Yeah, it also tells me if I'm pregnant or not, which is a good side effect. Wow. Yeah, two for one. But yeah, really, I just tried it because our cousin, Dylan and my cousin, he started it and it like totally changed his fucking life. So like he had like GERD, like reflux problems. He wasn't happy with his weight, um, all of the kinds of shit. And now he's like picture perfect health. And he said he started keto and literally like three weeks later, the medication he'd been on for reflux for like 12 years and he'd struggled with it and it never helped him. Um, he went off all of it and he's like totally straight now. So I'm not like thinking that I'm going to do it uh, totally like hardcore and I'm not doing it to lose weight because I don't need, I don't want or need to lose weight really. Um, I'm just doing it to try to make like a somewhat healthy lifestyle change and I do have some reflux so I'm going to see if it fixes that. But that's pretty much the story and then Dylan's doing it because well, I'm, I don't know why. <laughs> solidarity. I'm doing it too. Well, but I am I've heard beer right now, Monty Garrett's cousin Chris talk about it for a while and then his brother actually did it too and uh he dropped he's always been a bigger guy but he dropped in three months he dropped uh 50 pounds i was like oh shit so i was just kind of like there's another reason for me to like pay attention to it and then yeah um their buddy was talking to garrett and i about it and it's just like yeah like he's off his uh whatever meds he was on he's dropped what pounds in three weeks or something like that um, yeah, he's just, and he wasn't—he wasn't even really in it to lose weight. Yeah. Um, and I don't—I don't know if he's off like some of his meds yet. But what he said, he just noticed right away was like his energy levels just like went up. Yeah, like, he's not groggy at work. Like he doesn't get cranky when he's hungry. Like you just—you just, just kind of cruise through the day. Yeah, so, and that's—I don't know. We'll see. I mean, I'm not like totally like bought into it from the sense of like I'm just going to be this yeah. health nut now. But I, th- I think my current diet left so much room for improvement that doing anything could, like, maybe make me feel a little bit better. Such a, yeah, so such a steady diet, diet of I mean, fried chicken, mac and cheese, biscuits, cool ranch Doritos, just all of the carbs. Taco Bell. This is a great thing about keto, though. If there was, if there was one diet that I could stick to, it's, it's probably this one. Because yeah. it basically just tells you to eat fatty foods. Like it's, it's, it throws out the notion that fat is bad for you. Um, because if you get into ketosis, then you're burning fat all the time. So it's not like getting stored in your body. And it, yeah. Um, right too. It's, you're taking in like the good fats. It's not just like anything. Right. So it's like, it sucks that like, yeah, I got to avoid bread now, which means like pizza and other shit that i love. And pasta is like the biggest, that one is a kick in the nuts. Um, I'll probably cheat and have pasta every now and then, but I still get to eat all the meat that I want to eat. I get to have eggs, almonds, which I love, like all those like proteins and stuff like that, which are still tasty. So I didn't have to like get rid of everything tasty from my diet, which yeah was cool. Um, but like I said, I'm like barely a day in. Yeah, so we'll Gear and I are more of the mindset of like we're I mean, not, not going hardcore like they were. We're just kind of like find a happy medium and if it works then like all right we made a lifestyle change and yeah we did it young rather than waiting until we had all these health problems and had to like address them right and yeah i think him we're just doing it to like i'm trying to lose some weight but mostly just feel better i fart a shit ton so i'm hoping that helps <laughs> it's definitely gonna make like more than i ever had worse and way more prevalent yeah hey. anybody who has spent an extended period of time on it if I eat like three or four salads in a row, I can hardly stay off of the fucking toilet. For one, <laughs> two. When well, I was when I was like when I was doing like CrossFit twice a day and also powerlifting after all that, and taking like a shitload of protein, you are blasting farts nonstop. <laughs> so. 
buckle up. <laughs> well, this one is is not a lot of protein. It's supposed to be high fats, medium protein, and then no or low carbs. Yeah, your let me hit you with some terminology. Your macronutrient breakdown is supposed to be seventy oh percent fats, twenty uh, percent protein. 25% maybe? 20 to 25. And then it's like, definitely not. Yeah, and then it's like definitely not keto. Five. Then. I'm, I'm, I'm 90% protein, 10% <laughs> everything else. Uh, 90% protein, uh, 10% testosterone, and that's pretty much it. <laughs> but, yeah, you're, you're not supposed to load up on protein. But, see, Dylan, what I was – so they tell you not to load up on the protein because it can delay weight loss, but I'm not trying to lose weight. Right. So I'm not really holding Did myself back on protein. I just want to see. Pretty sure if you eat too much protein and don't burn it off, that significantly contributes to fat gain. Right? Am I wrong there? Um, I think yeah. An over protein diet, over protein diet can can lead to significant. You'll hold fat weight. Gain. But like I said, I'm not I'm not in a position where I feel like I need to lose weight. Like I, so, right. that's not why I'm doing it. I just want to see if cutting out carbohydrates and sugar or largely reducing them from my diet will like improve some of my like lesser healthy things that I've got going on in my body. So it's just we'll see. We'll see what happens. It'll be an interesting experiment. Are you gonna eat vegetables? Uh no. <laughs> gonna I'm gonna get supplements for that. But Weak. Just, just eat a fucking avocado one time. Yeah, I don't know. If I can find a way to just like scarf them down real quick without having to think about it, hey. I might try it. But we'll see. Matt does. Throw them in a blender. And just fucking like chug it down real quick. He just he just swallows it without tasting it. Yeah. He just eats spinach with with Old Bay on it. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Or hot sauce. Yeah. And just puts it down. See, I need to not have to chew it. That will that will. Really he doesn't. Play. He just he spinach is all good. He just yeah. puts it in. I could. I might look into. I might just start buying. So like you can buy the little fucking like vegetable juice kale shit. So maybe I'll start with those before I have to make my. You don't own. want the juice because you get no, no fiber, fiber in the juice. No, I'm talking like literally just ground up fucking leaves and shit that they put. No, in I know. The bottom. Like, oh, yeah, that's a, that's a that's a smoothie. When when you juice and it like presses right, them in smoothie, such a way yeah, to that's get what all I meant, not yeah. juice. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It'll be interesting. Also, don't get me started in this whole detox thing that people like trying like a diet, Dude, ju- healthy lifestyle. That's different than. All I want to do is get popular on Instagram so I can fucking sell detox tea, make twenty five grand a month. Fucking natural detox. I'm gonna be ever existed. No, no, I am so all in on detox tea. All I want to do is sell detox tea. Just for the just 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 for the monetary benefits. No, 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 no. Listen to me. I only want to do detox tea. That is true. You haven't made it on Instagram unless you're selling detox tea. You're selling detox tea. The exact same brand of detox tea. Every (laughs) single one. I'm like, there's only one brand of detox tea that's doing this. It's incredible. Maybe it's a wide open market. Maybe we need all the lads detox tea. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's time to pivot. (laughs) We need to pivot. Just like throw some green green food coloring in water and fucking put it in a bottle. (laughs) Drop some. Oh my God, I've shit like 19 times today. It's so wild. Thanks all the lads detox tea. Yeah, just throw some X-Lax in there. (laughs) But yeah, Mick, I hear what you're saying. They've, they've, that's like pretty unequivocally uh, proven in the scientific community from what I've seen that there's no such thing as detoxing. Like you, your body detoxes you. Your yes. kidneys detox you. There's no stop eating there's no accelerating. shitty food. Like, your body like the detox out. tea is probably healthy. Like it's probably got a lot of good stuff in it. But it well, doesn't like this, it doesn't change the process. All the juices like Nicholas, like the the pressed juices, those are those are good for you, but they should not be you shouldn't replace chewing and right, eating right. solid foods. Exactly. You can supplement with like, oh, I need maybe get a little more veggies today. Fuck up and down juice. After drinking it, uh, I like to have a juice. It makes you feel a little more hydrated and a little more, you know, full quicker, but I still have a full breakfast after that. Yeah, exactly. Don't be weird. This round of nutritional advice uh, brought to you by... <laughs> brought to you the, by uh, a bunch of are... nutritionalists with absolutely no certifications or formal training. <laughs> we are we are certified nutritionalists, but we are not certified nutritionists. That's a legal disclaimer. Our lawyers told us we have to put it in there. Um, uh, yeah, nutritionalists. That's We got your nutritional <laughs> advice. Yeah, babe. Uh, but yeah. I don't know. You wanna you wanna get into this last little bit of discussion here, Mick? 
before we hand it off to Nick? Which little? Oh yeah. Um, we're shifting gears pretty quickly. With we're shifting gears. I was, I was a little confused there for a second. There's no segue. There's no segue. This is just okay. topic by topic. You can either Keep have up or get us out. ramble, or you can have us have a plan, mm-hmm. but you can't have both. So, so something that a lot of the lads tend to do is spend for quality. I think uh, we all pretty much agree that we'd we'd rather pay the higher price for something that's good versus getting the cheap and easy break in two weeks kind of thing. Um, some people don't share that opinion. And I, I in the past, I've gotten a, you spent how much? And it's not even outrageous price. It'd be like a hundred bucks. I'm like, to chime in on this one. <laughs> I'm like, so, you know, like, for example, a quality pair of men's pants, right? I'm not above spending $130 on a pair of pants that'll last me years and But years. you still haven't, so. I have. I, just, I returned them and it didn't fit. My jeans are what, like like 100 I think. Um, Hold on, let's now, revise. They fit, they just didn't fit how you wanted them to fit. Yeah, yeah that's fair. That's fair. Um, Continue. But I'm tired, I'm tired of this whole, like, don't judge me. For one, how I spend my money. Two, when your thing breaks in like a week and you come back and ask me, oh, where did you get that? You can just fuck off. Yeah, let me tee this one up for Nick here. So, yeah, he's already getting heated right first now. First of all, I have to give Nick the credit for sort of instilling this mindset in me, and I think it's really, I think he's really instilled it in the group. I think he would, we would have to give him some credit for that. Um, but I'm trying to think back to like when it really sunk in with me. It might have been that spending money is like really fun. I mean, I always knew that, but I never – I think it was the Lulu pants. I think when you told me mm-hmm. how awesome they were and you told me what you spent, I was like, all right, that's cool, but, like, that's a lot of money for pants, and that's just kind of ridiculous. If, like, I'll just go – For a while, you were, like, very anti yeah. I was like, I'll yeah. just go spend $50 on Levi's, and that's a pretty good pair of jeans, and call it a day. And then I was in Seattle. I was bored, and I went into a Lululemon, and I was like, you know what? I got a full-time job now. I'm on my own. I'm going to try these pants on. Let's just see what's up. <laughs> Those are the prerequisites for trying on a pair of pants? <laughs> no, but that was the on. prerequisite for me being like, all right, maybe I can blow some money. Mm-hmm. Put those pants on, and my life was changed. <laughs> They're incredible. Uh, they are built, yeah. that, that they are for, built for the human anatomy is what they are. Yeah. it's It, it really just showed how it blew my mind that in the entire industry of men's pants, like, had been so set in their ways and there had been no, like, innovation. And then Lululemon was like, all right, first of all, well, let's make them out of a really awesome material. Okay. Give them a little but bit it's of still going to look good. And then second, all right, what's the most annoying part about any pants? So, like, you can either get loose pants that are comfy but look fucking terrible or you get tight pants that are just all up in your fucking junk. All right? up in your junk, and so, also, if you're a guy like me with some, and you've done back squats in your life, you blow them the hell out. Uh, yeah, yeah, that was a lifting <laughs> reference. Yeah. Your boy's pretty big. <laughs> <laughs> but all they did was like, all right, well, let's look at how pants are constructed, and then let's just make it better. So they added that little extra fucking Anti-ball crushing. of fabric. Yeah, they, they have a name for it, but it's basically on your gooch. Like, there's just an extra piece of fabric. So rather than it being basically two halves that meet at your nuts in this, like, V-cutting-off junction, yeah. it's just it's got also, a little bit of give. Like, it, it's, it's three pieces, so we, it can come down and then level out. We need out to clarify that it's not the it. same as Wrangler's U-shaped, not kind of... Wranglers are still the two-piece. This is additional fabric. Right. They just... And Wranglers, what they did is they just gave you... It's like more room there. And I've found that it... I don't know. It doesn't look that great to me. They don't don't fit how I want them to fit. And they weren't nearly as comfortable as Lulu pants. So from that day forward, my mindset changed. And I've now sort of in a lot of other aspects of my life, appreciated the you-get-what-you-pay-for mindset, and that's allowed me to justify spending what are sometimes considered... Well, an endorsement for Lulu is I wore them so much. I was actually at Mick's house when they finally 
ended. This was my first pair of Lulu pants. I wore them so much. The yeah. like the inside ass cheek had worn down. And <laughs> I did something radical. Big goddamn surprise. A uh, little bit of a rip there. And had to retire the puppies. So I've still got three other pairs of ABCs and a pair of commissions. Huge fan of the commissions. You need the commissions in. I wear those things in and I know for a fact all of the older women in my office are watching me walk down the hallway like, holy shit, look at that young buck's ass. It looks fantastic. (laughs) Lulu, thank you. You've changed the butt game for all men. But yeah, but like what what Mick said is you get what you pay for and moguls buy name brands. That's what you do. Um, I got a Snapchat from Connor the D. Duffus yesterday, and he got one of these weak, off-brand Yeti tumblers. He was like, like $9? Go to hell, Yeti. Well, guess what, Connor? Moguls buy name brands. I'm walking around, and people are like, shit, that guy's got $40 to win Tumblr. <laughs> He's a mogul. Moguls don't sacrifice appearances for $31. <laughs> So, <laughs> that's all I, I mean. It's true. Ugh. I want to I hear uh, how, I think Dylan might sort of be the last guy on this train. The other side. And I want to hear if it has at all influenced his life yet. Like, yeah, Dylan, or one, more, one more comment on the, on the stretch. Nikki and I have both been talking about these uh, oh, performance yeah. men's button downs. Yeah, it's, it's similar it's similar to like Lulu fabric. Give, gives you some stretch, but it's a button-down shirt. But for your t-shirt, for your shirt. Yeah. Like Mizzen. Okay. I'll send you guys yeah. a link. Got a uh, absolutely. For for absolutely the next uh, purchase that I'm making. Okay. For all you drones out there, it's it's not it's not a want. It's a need. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have a brand for me or what? Mizzen and Maine. I got, I got two I'm looking at. Mizzen okay. and Maine, then there's another one that's uh, a, yeah. a little more tailored that I'll send you. All right. Yeah, send Good those shit. over. Dylan? Now, they're hefty prices. Get your take. But probably worth it. Yeah, I think Brendan and I are the last two who haven't been on – not we're not on board, but we haven't gotten on board as far as purchasing the Lulu pants. I'm definitely intrigued, but – I don't know. The price is a little steep, especially when I got these this pair of pants from um, Tilly's, like this surfer skate sh- uh, shop or whatever. They're called like RSQs, and they are the most comfortable pants, a pair of pants I've ever had. They stretch, they look good. I can wear them to work. I can wear them out. So it's like, well, all right. Well, I spent, I think it was like forty bucks. Why well, spend another hundred? Granted, I have not tried on the Lululemon pants, and I'm afraid. Dylan, of- let, let me come at it. Let me come at it from another angle. So, my last comment about the Lulu pants and what makes them totally worth it for me in Florida, Nick. I don't know if you've noticed this or not. Um, obviously, we're working with a couple of different climates, but uh, <laughs> I took I took but- Lulu pants to like three thousand feet up in uh, North Carolina in Pisgah. ABCs, babe. But the opposite spectrum, I – so I've always been – and I've, I got this idea from my brothers, but I try to never wear shorts basically like after the sun goes down. So like if I'm going out on the town, I really don't want to be in shorts. I want to be in pants. Yeah, I'm I the same way. Pants and shoes, I feel more like ready to handle the world. Like if I'm in shorts and like flip-flops or something, I'm at a bar. Just I feel exposed, you know. So I'll wear them in the day. I'll wear them to a beach bar. But that's kind of where I draw the line. But down here, especially between the months of April and September, it is such a struggle. So, like, I used to wear jeans a lot at night, and it would just be so hot. Like, even after the sun went down, it's fucking 90 degrees and humid. I can wear those Lulu pants, and I'm more comfortable temperature-wise than I typically was wearing, like, khaki shorts. So that for me is the biggest yeah, perk. Is that that's the thing you said this weekend when we were out riding the trail seventies? Was that like they don't get hot because they're actually building a 
They're about to open a Lulu store on Park Ave. So I saw that last week in riding, and I was like, shit. I may have to go in. Because my thing is, I know when I'm on, I'm I'm just going to be like, all right, uh, I have to get these. Yeah. You'll be sold. But so here's my other angle, Dylan, which we'll talk a different product here. So the Zach Brown tickets that I just purchased. That's what I was going to segue into. Yeah, I had to drop like $170 to get pit tickets because you got to buy them after market and people mark them up on StubHub and whatnot. So the group of people I was going with, we were on a group text and Jerry was like, all right, what what tickets you guys want to get? And I was like, look, the first I think every time I've seen Zach Brown, I've been in the pit. Yeah. I don't think I've ever not been in the pit. I've always been so, there, yeah. And it's always been such a good experience that I can't justify going backwards, you know? Like, I'll buy a lawn ticket to, I don't know, fucking... Third Eye Blind. Even Third Eye Blind, I think if I saw them again, I'd want to see them in the pit. But, like, if I'm just going yeah. to a country show and it's, like, I don't know, Darius Rucker. Like, nothing against Darius Rucker. I like him, but... I don't feel compelled to be six feet from the stage. Um, but if it's Zach Brown, like I need to fucking be up there and no amount of money really counteracts that I know how awesome of a night it's going to be. Like I distinctly remember every Zach Brown show I've ever been to because the night was that awesome. And part of that is where you're at, you know, ticket yeah. wise. So it was a yeah, no brainer for me. And I had to fight that battle with a bunch of people who were like, why don't we just get $40 tickets and have more money for beer? And I was like, because I'm going to a Zach Brown show. Like, maybe they weren't as big of fans of me, but I'm like, I'm not going there to sit in the nosebleeds and get drunk. Like, I'm going there to experience the fucking show. I'm still going to yeah. get drunk. But it's, there's just no, no cost too big for how good of a time it is. Yeah, I'll always, if it's a band or an artist I like, I'm going pit every time it, it like you said it's gonna yeah. be fucking through the nose you're gonna pay like on StubHub or whatever but it's always worth it you're paying you're paying for an experience that you're gonna remember forever which is priceless so i'm definitely on yeah. that with with certain things um you know definitely spend the money for the quality because even like my friends when we did zach brown uh i think it was in tampa last time they're like yeah we're, we're, we all bought tickets like lawn i was like all right well I'm going to pit, and it was just I was going to be the only one. And they're like, "Yeah, but no one else is going." I was like, "I don't, I don't care." Once you've had like that good of a show, and it's kind of like what we ta- uh, touched on with Nick before he uh, saw Zach Brown in the pit. He's like, "Is it really that good?" And then once you kind of experience it, you realize, yeah, it's worth the extra what 110 bucks. We didn't even pay that much. I think. Yeah, and- I think it might have been like that was probably back when they're. It was like 70 bucks when Garrett and I both, and I was like, are you sure you want to do that? And he was like, yeah, this is the only way we can go. I was like, all right, I'll buy the beers. Yeah. As they continue to get bigger, they're, they're, the ticket prices continue to go up, and I'm like, whatever, I don't care. Yeah. And I think this will be Jerry's first time seeing them in the pit, so we're going to have another convert on our hands, so I'm excited about that. Yeah, it's, it's always a good time. I was going to take my my uh, roommate but now the the tampa tickets are fucking through stubhub the cheapest one i last like was like 150 so that's gonna be another 30 40 dollars in their fees so yeah mine was 155 and then it was 180 with the fees yeah but i think we're all we're all slowly buying yeah we're all on board you gotta spend for the for the good quality you, you spend for quality, and, and don't judge others who, who spend for their own quality. Right, cause, and that's something I realized a long time ago. Is like, live and let live, bro. People will be shit for spending money on concert tickets. Like, yeah, but I'm not buying fucking you know, $200 worth of clothes you'll never wear on, on Amazon or like going out on some fucking bottle service at a club. Like, we're all going to spend our money just in different ways. So You're making memories you of what you're doing. Yeah. Right on. All right, Nick. You want to go zero segue <laughs> right into it? Taking it straight to the DHB? Yeah, that's the theme of today. Fuck segues. Yeah, let's do it. All right, well, this is this is a baby that can still fit into the Bikini Chronicles here we've got going on. Easily. 
But I wanted to attach a little bit of uh, hashtag fit life, hashtag fit fam, hashtag keto into this. For the boys, for the lads. Um, Saturdays are for the boys. So this is a chick that you guys are very, very well aware of. I've sent, you know, we're aware of this. Of the, of the presence and the heat on Instagram that she brings. Um, I'm not sure what she does for her day job, but at all other times day, she just looks incredible in yoga pants and works out and is fit as hell. I'm talking about Christy Nicole 924. I'll type into the uh, chat here. Just for reference, pull her up. K R I S T I Nicole. 924. I don't think I've ever heard of her. You'll recognize her. What is 924? Christy Nicole 924. Is that, is that an area code? I have no idea. Let's uh, YTS. <laughs> Yahoo that shit. Did you guys pull her up yet? Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We're up. 924. We're up. <laughs> Holy cannoli. <laughs> like I said, we're talking about hashtag fit life, hashtag fit fam. She is healthy. Um, out on the bed right now. Uh, and as you can see, any bikini looks good on this girl. So, if you need any fitness motivation, your path to fitness, Christian Nicole nine two four, is the is the way, the truth, and the light. Or if you want to just sit on your couch and appreciate people <laughs> who do fitness, <laughs> while you eat another great Doritos. <laughs> yeah, holy crap! Yeah. This is like I don't I don't yeah, want to get too uh, you know too focused on one certain asset, but, like, I don't know how this girl buys pants. <laughs> She's got to be on the Lulu train, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, just like... Chrissy, when you listen to this, you can just verify how spot-on we are about the give for butts in Lulu products. So. We're talking, like, Greek goddess body here. Like, yeah. could definitely outlift me, and yet looks incredible. Yeah. So, I mean, I really don't even have anything else to say. You can just, you can sit there and like flick the screen on your phone and it scrolls down and your, your day is that much better already. Hi. Yeah, this is fantastic. Mm Mm-hmm. I think I say that every time. She's, I think but. she's definitely local to um, Virginia as well. I'm trying to get a bead on where she's at. I don't know. Yeah, 924, uh, the only thing I saw was it's an area code maybe in Mexico. Mm. None in North America. I think, or uh, I think she's Northern Virginia area because I see uh, she posted a bike ride around the nation's mm. capital. Well, there you go. A little, little bit of local love for you there. Love it. Yeah. Um, she's got me uh, real bummed out about my ab situation, so I guess I'm going to have to correct that. Good thing I'm on. Good thing I'm on the keto train. What is? Do you know what Ace Lifestyle is? I have no idea. She seems like she's got a lot of... But as, uh, as soon as this girl starts selling detox tea on Instagram, <laughs> I'm going to buy... That'll that'll put you over the top. Yeah, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be ready to get on the market as soon as she starts selling. It's a uh, Ace Lifestyle award winning weight management programs to help you lose weight, gain confidence, and maintain a healthy yeah, she's lifestyle. Rocking a lot of it. You know what? Uh, you know what's really also making me feel bad about myself. She's got a couple like before and after pictures, and like she looks incredible in the before pictures. Like wait yeah. a minute, hold on now. It's just like it's it's good <laughs> only getting better. It's like oh man, I don't I don't want to take a before picture of myself right now. 
<laughs> yeah, this is, this is a very apt find for uh, what we've all got going on in our lives. Good on you, uh, Nikki. It's a, it's been a long time follow following her. Um, she's deserved it every week. It just hasn't fit so perfectly until now. So I'm glad that she was still in the DHB market. <laughs> Christy Nicole nine two four. Hit us up. We are very, very ready to send you a t-shirt. Give us a shout. Earned every single bit of the DHB stamp. Diamond Hard Baby. Yep, and it's confirmed we've got her rocking a Redskins jacket with hashtag HGTR. So, hail. Hail. Good stuff. That's uh, it's pretty much a wrap right there. Do you want to go ahead and put a stamp on it, or did I miss oh, that I already? Stamped it, but I'll I'll put two on him for for her and for her alone. All right, well, all right, that's a great episode. I think that's it, Mick. Well done, boys. Uh, be sure to check out all the great features with Herd here, uh, Beer by Bodie. Uh, not Nats on deck, formerly Nats on deck. I'm not sure what you're going with, Nikki. What's if you got a name for it yet? I don't. I, rec- I recorded another He's podcast it, uh, the other day, but I still don't have a name to <laughs> intro it. He's going to call it the baseball season is almost <laughs> over podcast. Well, that's not quite true. <laughs> and then, uh, Garrett, you want as we're getting a little closer towards your gig. Um, yeah, I don't really have an update. It's still, I mean, I've been planning out episodes, um, so I've got the first couple weeks planned, but it's still, you know, we're, we're still, I think, 40-ish days away from college football, so still got a little bit of time, but it's going to be fun, especially with recent developments with Steve Spurrier, the head ball coach, being back in Gainesville. We've already got some good sound bites from him. Um, Yeah, it's a fun time to be in Gainesville. A lot of hope, a lot of optimism, and so we'll see how it plays out when the season starts, but yeah, we'll, we'll be rocking and rolling on that fairly soon, so. If not, uh, you can keep up with the rest of our stuff at our website, alltheladsmedia.com. Um, you can check out, our, check out our koozies, our individual uh, podcasts and, and content. Um, it's all in one place. It's a great website. Cheers to you, Dylan, for that. Thanks. Uh, so I guess just a, a big round of slancha cheers. Till next time, boys. All right. All righty, boys. See ya. Cheers. See you, I got the river. I just keep losing my beat.